Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 24th, 2023. On today's word, what we do is we gather around the word of God every day, five days a week. We've been doing this for 25 years. We get a word from God, we read the scripture, and then I give you ways that this scripture applies to your life. Today, we're right now in the middle of a series on the miracles of Jesus. And today I'm dealing with the fact that Jesus slept through a storm. I don't know what you're facing this morning, but no matter what you're facing, if you're facing a tremendous storm, I'm going to teach you how if you have confidence in God, you can sleep through the storms of your life. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Put this in the chat right up front. Say this by faith. Say, I can sleep through the storm. Put it put it in, in the chat. Say it out loud. I can sleep through the storm. I have the faith to trust God, to believe God. And no matter what happens in my life, if storms do come and storms will come, I can sleep through every storm because I believe God. I, my confidence in God is stronger than fear of any storm. Say amen to that. Before we get into the into the actual miracle for today. Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture I've been sharing with you every day. I'm gonna share it with you again today. The Bible says, now Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Now Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. This is a season in 2023 where, yes, we lost some stuff through the pandemic. We lost some stuff in the last few years. It's like, you know, the, the church took a hit, but right now God is going to restore us. I'm telling you, the, everything that you lost in this season, this is a season of restoration and restitution for you. Say that. Say, this is a season of restoration for me. Everything you lost along the way, God is going to do it again. He will restore you to the former glory. May streams, the Bible says, of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Whatever was dry in your life in this season, while I'm preaching on miracles, in this season while we get into the word, every dry area of your life will be drenched again. Put it in the chat. No dry places for me. I'm believing God for no dry places. So we're going through the miracles of Jesus. And we got to this miracle where Jesus spoke to a storm and the storm had to obey him. And so I'm not going to deal with that part of it today. I'm not going to be able to cover all of this today. This is going to be multiple days, but I'm going to deal with the fact that Jesus slept through the storm. So let's get into it. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 35, the Bible says that day at evening, Jesus said to his disciples, hey, come with me, guys. We're going to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd and they left the crowd behind and went with Jesus into the boat. And Jesus was already there. And there were also other boats with them. Verse 37, a very bad wind came upon the lake. And there was a storm and the waves began to beat upon the boat until the waves were coming over the sides of the boat and the boat was taking on water. It was almost full of water. Now, while this was going on, verse 38, Jesus was inside the boat in the hinder part of the ship. On a, he went to sleep on a pillow. Now, the Bible doesn't add like that type of detail. Hey, he was sleeping on a pillow for no reason. This means he was knocked out sleeping. So Jesus, while this is going on, was knocked out sleeping. And the disciples went to him and they said, Master, Master, don't you even care about us? We're about to die. We're about to drown. And Jesus stood up, 
he gave a command to the wind and the water. He said, quiet, be still. And the wind stopped and the lake began calm. And it became calm. And everybody on the boat was like, oh my God, who is this man? What manner of man is this? Even the wind and the waves have to obey him. This man just talked to the weather and the weather stopped, right? But I'm not, I'm gonna deal with that. Uh, uh, definitely I'm gonna deal with that. But verse 40 says, he said to his disciples after everything calmed down, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you afraid, y'all? I mean, do you still have no faith? As a believer, you and I, you know, we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. What we don't want to do is ever be in a situation where we have no faith. So let's get into the word for this morning. If you if you read Matthew chapter, I mean, Mark chapters four and five, these two chapters capture a long day of ministry for Jesus. And we're going to cover several of these things. Uh, we're co going to cover um, him healing uh, or casting out a legion of demons from this man in the land of Gad of the Gadarenes. We're going to, when he comes back to the other side of the lake, we're going to deal with the fact that he healed Jairus's daughter. We're going to deal with the woman with the issue of blood. All of that happened on the same day. And so that morning, Jesus was teaching parables. He taught the parable of the lampstand. He taught the parable of the sower, which is the mother of all parables. He taught the parable of the growing seed and the parable of the mustard seed. And after all of that teaching, I know what it's like as a preacher. You're preaching, you're pouring your heart out. After all of that, he was tired. So he says to his disciples, man, I meant, and remember, the father always revealed to him what he was going to do. So he knew he still had a lot more work to do, right? He was going to, he, he had to get to the other side, cast out a legion of demons, come back to the other side, deal with Jairus, deal with uh, the woman with the issue of blood, raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. All of that happened in one day. So because he had so much to deal with, he got into the boat, went into the hinder part of the ship, fell asleep on a pillow. He was knocked out sleeping because he was physically tired. Now he was in the spirit. Your spirit doesn't get tired, but your body does. So he was physically tired. He was knocked out. And when the storm came, he was not moved by the storm. Why? Because the unseen was more real to Jesus than the seen. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse 18 says, teaches us basically that the unseen, there's this unseen world. Put it in the chat. Say, say the unseen, put it in the chat. The unseen is more real to me than the seen. There's this unseen world out there that God reveals to me in my spirit. And so what, what I have to do is I have to believe in the unseen and the unseen has to be more real to me than seen. And if I ever get to the point where the unseen is more real to me than the seen, then I will not be moved by what I see. I will only be moved by what God revealed. And so, so I can actually have peace. I can enter into God's rest and sleep through storms that arise because the unseen is more real to me than the seen. Say amen to that. You got it? All right, so let's get into this. What does this mean for you today? I can't cover this all today and I, I'm not even gonna try, but I have a, a couple of things to share with you on today. As I get into these two things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Number one, when you are fully persuaded of God's purpose for your life, you can sleep through the storms that come and they will come. When you are fully persuaded, say this, put this in the chat. I am fully persuaded. That's the key. You got to get to the point where you are fully persuaded. You are you are so convinced of what God said that you're not moved by what's happening down here in this world. I am fully persuaded. And when you are fully persuaded, when, then, then when something does happen, you say to your wife, babe, I, I understand. I, I know what happened, but we also know what God said. 
I, I know what we're facing right now, but come on now. I also know what God said. And God is not a man. God can't lie. And so if God said it, he has to perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. And so, so what God said has to be more real to us than what we're seeing right now with our physical eyes. So we have to encourage one another to continue to believe God. Why? Because we are fully persuaded. Jesus knew he was not a mistake. Say, I'm not a mistake. Put that in the chat. I'm not a mistake. So he knew he was not a mistake. He knew he was sent to this planet at just the right time. He knew that the father sent him to the earth when he was sent to the earth for God's intended purpose. And so there was this specific tailor-made assignment that Jesus had. Jesus also knew that because he had a purpose from the father, then the enemy could not eradicate him. Say this, say this out loud or put it in the chat. The enemy's poison cannot stop my purpose. So because I have a divine purpose and I know that I'm a man of purpose, a woman of purpose, and I'm walking in my divine assignment and I'm walking out everything that God established for me from the foundations of the world. And I know that God sent me to this planet for such a time as this, and I'm walking out my divine assignment. I'm, I'm living in my divine purpose. Then whatever poison comes my way, their poison can't stop my purpose. I'm not moved by them. I'm not moved by storms. I'm not moved by conditions. I'm not moved by circumstances or situations. I'm only moved by what God said. You are not a mistake. You're on this planet for God's intended purpose. So when you know that, then, then you're, you're led by your purpose and you're living out your purpose and you're not moved by what's happening down here in this world. You got it? So when you are convinced, fully persuaded, say I'm fully persuaded. When you are fully persuaded that you are a man and woman of purpose and you know that God has revealed things to you, that these are things that are future to you, past to him, because for him, he already saw it. But for you, it hasn't happened yet. For you, it's only a matter of time. So when you are fully persuaded of what God said, and you are fully, okay, let me say it this way. When you are fully persuaded of what God said about your children, and God revealed things to you about your children that haven't happened yet, then when your children are acting crazy, <laughs> then you're not moved by what you see. You got it? If When you are fully persuaded about what God said to you about your business, then come what may, if the numbers don't look right, you're not moved by that because you go back to you tell your husband or your spouse or your wife, hey, babe, but this is what God said. So we have to believe what God said, and we can't be moved by what's happening down here in this world. So, so when you know that you're fully persuaded like that, then you know you just can't be moved. You have to be, you, you are looking to God because you know that he's already been to your future. He knows what your future hold, holds. And since he revealed things to you, then you know that what he said has to come to pass. Now, you're saying, well, what does that have to do with this story? Well, Jesus said to his team, hey, guys, we're going to the other side. He didn't say, let's believe God to go to the other side. He said, let's see if it's God's will that we're going to the other side. No, he said, we're going to the other side. Why? Because the father, remember, he only said those things he heard the father say. He only did those things he saw the father do. So Jesus knew it was the father's will for them to get to the other side. He had already seen the other side. He already knew that on the other side, there was this man in the land of Gad of the Gadarenes who was demon possessed with a legion of demons. He already saw himself casting out a legion of demons. So come with me from here to there. What happens between here and there can't stop me because I've already seen what's on the other side of the storm. Put that in the chat. I've already seen what's on the other side of the storm. When you already, when you can see what's on the other side of the storm, then the storm can't stop you. When you can see what's on the other side of the storm, then the storm can't move you. God may not reveal to you all the storms that come because this is the thing about God. He will reveal to you what's on the other side of the storm, but he won't reveal the storm. 
He will re reveal to you what, what the end is going to be for your business or for your career or for your children or for your marriage, but he won't show you all the, all the mess you have to go through between now and then. Because if God showed you the storms, some of y'all would run the other way. I don't, I don't believe I would, but some of y'all would. And so, so if God showed you everything that you have to go through to get to where you're going, some of us, okay, fine. Maybe me too. Some of us will run the other way. And so God says, no, I'm going to show you the end of the matter, but I'm not going to show you the storm. And so, so God will reveal the end of the matter. But now, if we, God reveals the end of the matter, Isaiah 46 and 10, God calls the end from the beginning. And when God reveals the end of the matter, but he doesn't reveal the storm, when the storm comes, you can't be moved by the storm, right? You can't be moved by the storm because you know what God said. And if you are fully persuaded, say I'm fully persuaded, if you are convinced of what God revealed to you, and you are convinced that God is not a man, that he should lie, neither is he the son of man, that he should repent. If God said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. That's Numbers 23 and 19. If you believe God is not a man, put this in the chat, God is not a man. So if you believe that God is not a man, if you believe that everything that God said has to come to pass, if you believe that that if God said it, 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 it it's not like it can't happen, there's no way it can't happen because God can't lie. And so, so if you believe, if you're fully persuaded of what God said, then you can't be moved by what you're facing. You can't be moved by the storm. Jesus told his disciples, hey guys, we are going to the other side of the lake. Then come hell or high water, we're going to the other side of the lake. Why? Because he said what the father revealed to him. Now, he was physically tired. He went to sleep on the hinder part of the ship with his head on the pillow and a severe storm came. Now think about this for a minute. Peter, James, and John were time-tested fishermen. Peter, James, and John had spent their, they, they had their 10,000 hours on the water. They, they, when they came and they thought they were going to die, this must have been a really bad storm. So sometimes as believers, we're in the center of God's will and we still face a storm. They were exactly where the father wanted them to be, and they were still facing a storm. The waves were coming over the sides of the boat. The, the, the boat was taking on the water. The Bible says that it was almost full of water. And through all of this, Jesus was knocked out sleeping through the storm. Say, say that. Say, I sleep through my storm. I have the faith to sleep through every storm. While Jesus was sleeping, the disciples were freaking out. They woke up Jesus. They said, Master, don't you even care? We're about to die. We're about to drown. Jesus got up. He dealt with the situation. And this is what he didn't say. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I should have let you know that sometimes we're going to have to deal with storms in life. He didn't say, hey, guys, it's understandable that you're afraid. Anyone would be afraid in this situation. No, he didn't say any of that. He said, why are you afraid? He said, why do you have no faith? But he was saying, listen, if you have faith, you should not be afraid. If you're in faith, you can't be in fear. Why are you in fear? Why are you not in faith? Why are you even afraid? I'm with you. I'm the one that's with you. And I already told you we're going to the other side. Now, now, now I could take the angle of saying, okay, well, hey, if Jesus is in your boat, you should be okay. If Jesus is in your boat, you, you should not be afraid. I'm not going to take that angle because I don't want you this morning. Look at me. I don't want you to identify with the disciples in the text. You got to graduate to the point where, where when I'm teaching a story of Jesus, you identify with Jesus in the text. And so I want you to identify with Jesus in the text this morning. Why? Because Jesus is not just an example for us. Jesus is an example of us. Say this, say it out loud. As Jesus is, so am I 
in this world. You got to say that. You got to believe that as Jesus is, so are you in this world. So when you believe that you're just like Jesus, you're one with Jesus, you realize that you could do what Jesus did. You could sleep through any storm that may arise on the path to your destiny. So if you're convinced like Jesus was, that you're on this planet for a reason, if you're convinced like Jesus was, that your purpose is not finished, then you know you can't die. I'm not going to talk about this right now, but maybe in this in this uh, miracle, I'll deal with how when I was in Baghdad, and uh, well, I went to Iraq multiple times, but when, on my first trip to Iraq, which was early, um, there were a lot of um, helicopters were going down, and I had to fly all over Iraq. And I remember flying over Baghdad and other cities, and um, at night on helicopters, and I would be and I would go to sleep, and the other guys would be like, "How can you sleep?" And I was like, well, because I know that God has revealed many things to me about my future that haven't come to pass yet, so I can't die. I mean, I, all I'm saying is like, y'all y'all may might as well just go to sleep too because destiny is on board. I don't know about y'all, but I know that there's a lot of things that God has revealed to me about my future that I haven't done yet, so I can't die now. I've got too much purpose still locked up inside of me. I'm saying if you believe that you're in God's hands, that God is on you, in you, with you, and for you, if you believe that there's so many things that God revealed to you that haven't happened yet, then if you believe that, then when storms arise, you won't be moved by the storms. Say amen to that. I told you I'm only going to give you two things for this morning and then I'll deal with this again tomorrow. Here's number two. Fear is an indication that you're not operating in faith. If you're in fear, you're not in faith. If you're in faith, you're not in fear. Let me explain. When the disciples thought they were going to die on the boat in the middle of the storm while Jesus was sleeping, Jesus asked them two questions. Why are you afraid? And do you still have no faith? Those are the two questions. Why are you afraid? And do you still have no faith? Let, uh, let me ask you this question. Those two questions I'm asking you this morning. I don't know what you're facing this morning, but I know that I'm preaching this because people are facing it. So whatever you're facing, if you're afraid, here's my question. Why are you afraid? And why do you have no faith? Both, let me explain this. Let me slow down so I can teach this point. Fear and faith are expressions of confidence. Same thing. Fear, expression of confidence. Faith, expression of confidence. Let me explain. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan and his word. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God and his word. So said another way, when God says something to you, right? When you are convinced that what God said to you will come to pass, you're in faith. But when you're convinced that what Satan is saying to you is going to come to pass, then you're in fear, right? So if I am fully persuaded or I'm convinced that what God said to me is going to come to pass and my actions reflect it, I'm in faith. But when, let's say you're dealing with a situation, a medical situation, and God says to you, God is showing you what you're going to look like on the other side of this challenge or physical challenge or disease or whatever is attached itself to your body. And God is showing you what you're going to look like on the other side of the storm, on the other side of the challenge. And God has already revealed. Now, God may not tell you everything you have to go through. Maybe you have to go through medical procedures. Maybe you have to go through the doctors. I'm not, you know, maybe you don't. Maybe you, you'll be healed in a moment. I don't know. God may not show you everything you have to go through, but God has shown you what you're going to look like on the other side. If God shows you what, what you're going to look like on the other side, then if your actions reflect confidence in what God said, you'll be in faith. You'll be at peace. You'll sleep through the storm. You won't pull your hair out and you're not going to sit in the bed at night losing sleep. However, if at the same time, Satan is going to be speaking to you and Satan will tell you that this thing is the end of you. 
And Satan will, will try to get you to have more confidence in what the doctors are saying and all these kind of things. And you're getting all these reports from the doctors and, 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 and you've got physical copies. And so you have a Bible, right, where there's a report over here and the Holy Spirit is giving you a, a report. And then the doctors are giving you another report. The, the Bible asks the question, whose report are you going to believe? So if you have confidence in what God is saying and your actions reflect that, then you'll be in faith and you'll be able to sleep through the storm. If you have confidence in what Satan is saying and your actions reflect that, you'll be pulling your hair out. You'll be telling everybody, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And you'll have no peace. No, That's exactly what the disciples were doing. Oh my God, we're about to die. Jesus, don't you care? We're about to die. You see, that's why Jesus is like, what is wrong with y'all? I mean, you have no faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the assurance of what we hope for and we that it will come to pass and the certain the certainty that what we see, uh, what we cannot see exists. So I am sure and certain that what God said shall come to pass. I am sure and certain that what God revealed to me about my future, it exists. And it's only a matter of time before it happens. So it's all about being sure and certain. Now, if you are sure and certain that what the devil said is going to come to pass, you're going to be freaking out. You're going to be telling everybody, oh, woe is me, right? Why? Because that's an expression of your confidence in what the devil is saying to you. But if you are expressing your confidence in what God said to you, then you're going to be at peace. And so you're going to rest. You're going to enter into God's rest. The highest form of faith is rest. So to live by faith, you must express your confidence in God and what he's saying to you. And you believe that for God, what he said to you is already done. And it's only a matter of time before it manifests itself on the earth. Now, you may have to go through storms like the people did in the text. You, you may have to go through challenges. I'm not going to lie to you. It may get worse before it gets better. But as a believer, you cannot be moved by what you see with these eyes. You can only be moved by what God said. Bad things happen to good people. Happens all the time. So things are going to happen in your life. That's life. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have trouble. The Bible says, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. But if we fix and focus our eyes on Jesus and his promises, and what he revealed to us that's on the other side of the storm. Say this, put it in the chat. Say, there's a blessing waiting for me on the other side of the storm. So, so when God reveals to me that there's something waiting for me on the other side of the storm, I cannot be moved by what's happening between now and then. I can only be moved by what God said, because God is not going to tell me everything that's going to happen between now and then. A storm may come. You may be facing a storm right now, maybe even a bad one like the disciples were in the text. And I'm here to preach to you this morning. I'm not even trying to teach. I'm preaching this morning. I want you to know that God loves you, that he is with you, that everything that God spoke over your life shall come to pass, that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. God wants to encourage you this morning in the middle of the storm that God is still there and God is showing you while I'm talking to you. God is revealing glimpses to you about your future. He is He is showing you things. I feel the Holy Ghost. He's showing you things right now in your spirit. He's reminding you. He's giving you glimpses. He's encouraging you. He said, hey, son, Hey, daughter, it's still going to come to pass. Hey, son. Hey, daughter, I'm still God. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. I, listen, yeah, yeah, that happened. You got a bad report. It got worse before it got better, but I'm still God. I still love you. And everything I said over you is still going to come to pass. Jesus was knocked out sleeping in the middle of a storm. And that's the type of confidence I want you to have. While the storm was raging, he was dreaming. He was sleeping. And, and, and I want you to have so much confidence that you can sleep through every storm. Why? Because you know what's on the other side of the storm. Put this in the chat. Say, I know what's on the other side of my storm. And I'm going to believe God. 
until I see in my hands what God has revealed to me in my heart. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said. Say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you, I'm, I have a lot more to share with you about this, this story here, uh, but we're going to deal with it. Y'all ready? Let's close it out. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Speak this by faith. Say, Father, I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I live by faith and not by fear. Fear has no power over me. I believe every word you have ever spoken over my life. I believe your promises shall come to pass before I die. I live by faith. This means I will continue to live with an expectation to see in my hands what I've already seen in my heart. I'm not moved by what I see down here. I'm only moved by what you say from up there. <laughs> I live by every word you speak to me, Father. So I'm not trying to convince you to give me what I want. You have already convinced me to believe and receive what you want. So come what may, I am convinced that your purpose shall be manifested. Storms may come, and when they do, I will sleep through every storm. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow we're going to have another one. But this is a message. I don't know. I just felt this in my spirit. As I was coming down here, as I, I left my, my bathroom and I was getting some coffee and coming down here, I just felt in my spirit that, that there are people that needed to be encouraged this morning. There are people, listen, I know bad things happen to good people. I know that, that a lot of us are going through storms. I understand. I understand. God never said that we're going to live storm free. God never promised us a perpetual picnic. God never said that you're not going to face anything, right? I got it. But when we ask God to give us less challenge, what he does is give us more grace. Say, I have the grace for it. I, I, was, I was compelled to encourage you this morning. I want you to know that God loves you, that, he, that everything that he said still has to come to pass in your life. You can sleep through the storm because you know what's waiting for you on the other side of the storm. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those comments. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a blessed day. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.